Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 146, July 14, 2019. We are going to give thanks for this beautiful day, so I invite you to stand up and pray with me. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for this beautiful day of life. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive. We thank you, Lord, that we can move, we can walk, we can see, we can sing to you, Lord. And that is our intention right now, to give you these songs as part of our adoration. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Amen. Raise a hallelujah In the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah my weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of a storm. Of my story. 
that you are giving us everything we need sometimes we would like to pay you back Lord Father some days we, we would like to do something in return to you to show you our gratitude some days we would like to just to take everything that we possess ourselves and put everything there for you to tell you through that that we know that you are the one that is giving us everything, Lord. But you don't need any of those things, Lord. You just don't need, Lord, one thing from us except our hearts, except our adoration. And that is our favorite thing to do, Lord, to be in your presence, worshiping you, Lord, contemplating your beauty, acknowledging that you are the king of the universe, the almighty God in heaven and earth, the creator of everything that we see and what we cannot see, that you, Lord, has a plan. You have a plan, Lord, 
from the beginning of creation till the last days. And we trust you, Lord, in this plan, that we somehow are part of that plan, to be part of your church, to be part of your kingdom, to be part of the chosen ones, that we will be there in heaven with you one day, with the rest of those who are already there, Lord, our ancestors, those who went already to your presence, Lord, and we will be there with you one day, and among thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of millions and millions of millions of people, all together, Lord, in one voice, at unison, just one word we will say is Jesus is Lord. We worship you, Father. In the name of Jesus, receive our adoration, Lord, that we give to you, Lord, with all of our hearts. Thank you, Father. Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit now and anyone who needs a miracle of healing, Lord, whether it's in his or her body, his or her mind, his or her finances, his or her family. Grant us the miracle, Lord, because we believe you can do it, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you with all of our hearts, our hearts. Beautiful God Almighty. Amen. I invite you, my friend, watching or listening through this uh, message. If you feel moved to give a contribution to the kingdom of God and to uh, our church, feel free to go to our website, vchurch.us, and there you will have a tab that it says Give Online. So you can do that. Also, you can send a text message to the number 432-268-0007. Thank you so much. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, today, friends, I'm going to talk to you about a topic that is uh, not too popular, and just the title is kind of uh, confrontational. I don't need God, or do I? Sometimes we are just like that, thinking, well, I... I'm not sure if I need God or not. My friend, if you are watching, if you want to get more of this, go to the website, thechurch.us, and download the bulletin, because there are some areas there that you will find interesting, and you will fill out those uh, blanks as we go through this, this message. As I said, maybe you don't feel like this is something that applies to you because you are a believer, you say, I need God, I believe in God, I trust in God, I, I don't agree with that sentence, I do not need God. Well, maybe that doesn't apply to you, but maybe it does. We will discover through the study if we really need God or do not need God. Let's just start talking about basic needs. What are, are those basic needs, basic needs that we all have? Well, First of all, we need, we need food, we need water, we need clothes, we need shoes, we need a place to dwell. And this is the deal. Many people, when they have all those things, they think, I don't need God. But for individuals that do not have food, water, clothes, shoes, or a roof where to live, for them, the situation is absolutely different. They are praying to God. They are begging to God, Lord, I need food. Sometimes the issue is not just for ourselves. We have little ones or elderly in our families and there is not enough food in the house. And we just pray. And then is when we say, I need God. Now, the next level is our basic functions. As you know, we need to breathe to see, to speak, to hear, to walk, to move, to eat. We need to use the bathroom. We need to, to sleep. Those are basic functions. But if someone who has all those functions operating 
comes to this idea, I don't need God, is because those functions are working on, on his body, on her body. And maybe that is your case. But if you were in a hospital because you are not able to walk and they are doing a treatment to your legs, for instance, or your spine, and you don't have the ability to listen or perhaps you are not able to eat. What about those who cannot go to the bathroom? What about those who are not able to see? They say, I need God. I need God in my life. But there is another level, the level of social needs, as you know. One of the most important needs that we have in our society is to feel free. And in these days, most of countries in the world are free, independent, and uh, most people are there free, but not everyone is really free. But let's say someone says, I am free. I can go wherever I want. I do whatever I want. In fact, there is another social need. is the need to feel accepted in a group. So you will find people that are very strange, extravagant, eccentric, or with different kind of inclinations in life. You know what I'm talking about. And they find their own groups. And they are accepted there. And they are appreciated. And they feel that they belong to those groups. So they say, I don't need God. <laughs> but what if you don't feel accepted? What if you are the person that feels that you don't fit anywhere? And you're just thinking, I need to, to, to feel myself free and accepted and loved with God. You will feel that you need him. Since we are little, we are being told, if you do this, we're going to get you this. So we are being trained since we are little to make money. We are five years old or seven years old and we start to learn to do certain chores in the house, they will give you a little money. And then with that money, we can buy what we want. And we experience what is called self-gratification. And after that, we become responsible young adults. And we are making money. And eventually, we are adults. And we are very responsible. We are taking care of everything. And not just our needs, but other people's needs. And there is when people say, I don't need God. I'm taking care of myself. But maybe that is not your case. Maybe the money you are making is not enough. And there are other needs in your family. And you are thinking, I really need God to help me to get better in my income. But what is the most important need that we were created with? The deepest need is the need of love. All, all of us as humans, we were created with that need, the need of love. Not just to, to feel loved, but also to give love and love people. But also we were created to admire and to worship. Well, somebody can say, well, yeah, probably it's true. And yet, I don't need God. That's what some people feel. I don't need God, they say. What this person doesn't know, and maybe if you are watching this or listening, maybe without you thinking about it, you, know, you, you are not able to adore God, the true God, but maybe what you are doing is you are adoring or worshiping three different, different possibilities. You might be worshiping people, you are being, you are being worshiping things, or... The worst part, you maybe are worshiping yourself. You see that? Let me show you in the screen these two pictures of two different kind of plants. For us in West Texas, we are pretty familiar with the tumbleweeds. You know, when I moved from Virginia Beach, Virginia, <laughs> to this area, and I saw the first time, for the first time in my life, a tumbleweed crossing in front of my car. I thought it was a joke. I thought that somebody was playing a joke to me. And I said to my wife, what is that? 
And then she said, it's a tumbleweed. And I, and I said, who throw that in the, on, the, on the street? And then I started to understand that tumbleweeds are real, you know, and they, they just grow. How did they grow? Well, on, it, on their own. Nobody takes care of tumbleweeds. They're just plant that they grow naturally in the fields, correct? On the other hand, you have a beautiful uh, set of uh, vegetables here, the horticulture, very well done. What is the difference between the tumbleweeds and these other crops? Well, the, the crops are cultivated. People are taking care of them. They are preparing all the areas, they water them, etc. Why do I show you these two different plants, friends? I show you these two different plants because some of us, somehow we were like tumbleweeds. We grew up on our own. Maybe you watching, you are one of those. You just started to go in life and you started to learn things on, on your own without having a mentor. Other people were different. Other people were raised in a family that they it, it taught them good values. Then they taught them about God and about the importance of worshiping God. And that is the reason why some people do not believe in God. Other people do not know how to love God. And other people do not know how to worship God. They just grow on their own. The problem is this, that because we have this deep need of adoration, what we are going to do eventually is we will end up admiring and worshiping the three different possibilities. Number one, what is I said? It's people. And then is when you see how that happens. It starts in our families, you know? We just love our, our families. We love our parents. We are just enjoying how the interaction is in the house, siblings, cousins, and all that. But eventually we start looking for the romantic love. And there's when you understand how things go so interesting between man and woman. This romantic love where he says to her, you are my moon. And, and she says to him, you are like the stars to me. And, you know, and they exchange those phrases. And you know what I'm talking about, the romantic love. And, and they go in this journey of devoting themselves. And sometimes, here's the trick part, they don't know that they are getting into this mutual worshiping. Without paying attention to what they are doing, this love, it, it becomes something, it's like an obsession. And suddenly something happened. One feels that the other is not loving him or loving her back this in the same proportion. And that person is unhappy with that. And eventually when they break up, what is the problem? They say, I cannot live without her. My life without him, it's impossible. And you know what happens. They go to the extreme of committing suicide. Because they, they were moved into this love to an adoration, worshiping this person. And the same thing happens with children. You have seen those cases when mother or father are loving the kids in such a way that is like an obsession. You know what I'm talking about. You see those cases and you are just thinking, that's so strange. You know, this woman loves these kids in a very strange way. And the same thing happens with parents. People loving their parents in, in a very unhealthy way. We know what I'm talking about. Other people say, no, you know, that's not my case. I, I am not into that. But you see them admiring athletes, and they have the posters, you know? It could be someone that is uh, someone in the boxing, or tennis player, or football player, or whatever. And they just have this adoration for these athletes. And they got this guy, whether it's a girl or a guy, they start to sell in this particular t-shirt. And these guys, 
The followers are going and shopping for that T-shirt, for that cup, for those tennis shoes, and they pay whatever because they are into a mode that is adoration. They adore these people. And sometimes it's not in sports, you know. It happens with artists, you know. They just love this particular band. And if the band is near town, three hours drive, they will go because they want to hear the band. They want to get the new album that they just made. And sometimes it's not about this kind of artist. Sometimes it's a, it's a writer. What about people following scientists or entrepreneurs? And they say, that entrepreneur, that is somebody. And you know what they do? They get the quote, and they print the quote, and they put it in their office. And they, they do all kind of things without knowing that what they are doing is worshiping a person. The admiration is going through to that level. And sometimes applies to leaders in the society, in the community. Sometimes applies to leaders in church, pastors being adored by people. He published a new book, and here is everyone. $20 for a book somewhere. It, it happens also in the political world. You know that. This person is going to change our country. Let's vote for this person. Because people, when they don't know that there is a God in heaven that wants our adoration, they will go into adoring three possible things. One is people. The second thing, things. Some people say, you know, I don't need to adore anybody. I don't need that. You know, just leave me alone. What are you doing? Cleaning my car? <laughs> and what are you doing? Working in my yard? And they don't do anything else but the car in the, in the house or any other thing. Their devotion is into those things, you see, etc. And of course, there is a third possibility here is when people start worshiping themselves. And what is the first thing that they start doing is they start to worship their occupation. You know, I'm such a wonderful whatever is what the person does. And, oh, it's just self-admiration for what this person does. And sometimes the admiration is about their bodies. You know, it's not to be healthy. It's about looking good and being in front of the mirror. How do I look, you know? <laughs> if, if they, they don't know what they are doing. But it's, it's self-adoration is what they are doing. But they don't know that. And sometimes it's, it's just a ment mental, intellectual thing that they do by admiring how, how they learn things and how do they know things. It's just about their minds. And finally, the bottom line is they say, I just love to do what I want to do, which is the epitome of self-worshipping. I just do what I want to do, and nobody's going to tell me what to do because I don't need God. So leave me alone, is what they say. And as a result of that, what is what people do in that, in that pattern? They just use their time in thinking how they can continue worshiping that God is a false God. They use their money and their work only to do that. And naturally, you will see them singing and dancing because what they want is to worship that thing. What they don't know, of course, is that they are just delivering a message constantly. The message is, I don't need God. I don't need God. In fact, they can say, and maybe you are one of those that you say, Leave me alone, preacher. It's my life. Why do you care what I do with myself? That's exactly what some people do. It's exactly the reason why I put this image here in the screen, because sometimes we are that tumbleweed. We just don't understand things in life. We don't see the importance of 
learning that there is a true God that we must worship. Because if we don't worship God, what we will do is we will start worshiping a false God. Which the Bible says a false God is called an idol. It's an idol. And they say, I don't need God. I don't need God. Now, do you know which one is the worst idol? The worst idol is a human being. Out of all the idols or, or false gods that you can find in life, the worst one is a human being. And you know what this human being will say to you? You do not need God. And do you know why they say that? Because they don't want you to start, to start worshiping the true God. They want you to continue worshiping them. Meaning, I want you to think of me. Don't think of anything else. What are you thinking? What are you doing? What are you buying? How are you using your money? What's your plan? What's in your schedule? No, 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 no. No, no, no. You're not allowed to do that. It's, it's all for me. Do you see that? It's so dangerous. It's, and it's real. It happens all the time. Now, the scripture tells us something so powerful about it, guys, that we have to read it and just by understanding this passage, realize how dangerous is that path. Philippians chapter 3, verse 19. The way ungodly people live is leading them to destruction. They have replaced God with their own desires. They do shameful things. And they are proud of what they do. They think only about earthly things. Ungodly people. It's all that they are thinking about. And they don't want to think of anything else. Unfortunately, the scripture says here that is leading them to destruction. Now, friends, as we know, some people are being blessed by receiving the teachings of the scripture. One of those was David. David, whose father was a believer, and the father of his father was a believer, and everyone in the family believed in God. They received faith from their ancestor, Abraham. And that faith came all the way through different generations. Basically, that faith showed David that there was a God in heaven. Maybe that happened to you. You were raised in a family when people used to go to church. People used to take you to church to sing songs to God, to give some money to the church and God, and work in the church doing some little things here and there. Maybe it's just like David. But what was the thing that changed David's life? What changed his life was the fact that he was sent to take care of the sheep in the fields. And he was just a young kid. And when he went to the fields, and he was there in the fields, he had the intellectual knowledge of God because he heard that. But when he was in the fields, and he's taking care of the sheep, he noticed that, noticed that there were several animals trying to get the sheep. And actually, some of those animals killed some of the sheep. He saw that. He didn't like it. He was afraid of that, nervous. And then is when he started to think of God. And he started to remember, oh, God is my protector. He can help me. When you are by yourself, is exactly the moment when you will start thinking of God. Do not be afraid of being by yourself. 
But people don't like that. People just need to have the TV on just to keep them company, they say. Something has to be in the background to distract them because they are afraid of silence. They are afraid of that quiet time just to concentrate in God. David, he learned that he needed to do something about it in the fields. And he took action. And he decided to use his hands to protect the sheep. And eventually he killed one animal. And then he killed the second animal. And he started to develop that strength and that ability to protect the sheep, trusting in God. And that will happen to you when you are by yourself you just trust in the Lord and do what you need to do. But when, when you are doing that, you can be singing to the Lord. You can be praying. You can be saying things to God, talking to Him, and saying, Lord, I am here trusting in you. And that is exactly the reason why. One night, he saw what we are about to read. And he wrote this as a beautiful message to us. A message of hope. A message of inspiration. A message that tells us that we are so little compared to God. Friend, maybe that is what you need to do. You need to Take your eyes off of whoever false God, idol you have, and put your eyes on God. And look at his greatness and acknowledge that you are so little. This passage is so powerful. Let me read it to you. This is a prayer, actually. David says this. I look at the heavens and I see the moons the moon and the stars you created. I wonder, why are so people so important to you, God? Why do you even think about them? Why do you care so much about humans? Why do you even notice them? How beautiful is that? You know what is beautiful? The most beautiful part about this is that this kid that was a worker... He became a warrior. This warrior became a leader. A leader that became a hero. A hero that became a king. By acknowledging the greatness of the Lord God Almighty. And seeing himself with humility. And saying, all that I want to worship is the Lord my God. And that, my friends, that is the big difference between people that are called to do great things in life and others. But somebody asked me this question one day. What changes us, Gian? Tell me. Because I, I feel inspired to change, but, but I don't know how to, to change. So what is what will change me? And the answer to, you, to this question is... A need for a miracle. That is what will change you. Because as long as you have your, your basic needs covered, you have your food, you have your clothes, you have your house, where to live, you have the minimum income and you are good with that. As long as your basic functions are operating normally and you can walk, you can eat, you can go to the bathroom, you can do those things, your social needs are covered, you feel accepted, you're part of a group, You just can't just think, I'm good. I don't need God. But I pray that now that you are listening to this, you will go through something in life, whether you like it or not. Honestly, I feel that sometimes we need to go through some tough circumstances. To take us to a point when we need a miracle. And that will be the best thing that can happen to you. You might think, 
I don't want to go through any tough situations. Please don't, don't pray that way. I don't want that. Exclude me from those, those words. Don't say that, please. Take that back. No, I don't take them back. Because I know that some of us, we need crucial things in our lives to come to that conclusion. When we say, I need a miracle. And then is when you will say to him, I need you, God. I need you, Lord. I need you in my life. Based on those words of the psalm and other inspiration messages that we have heard, people have written beautiful songs like the ones that this gentleman, Carl Boberg, wrote in 1885. Enjoy this. Oh, 
can go from being sad and worried to be happy. Whether it's a guy or it's a girl, young, old, it doesn't matter. We can change that in our lives. How do we do that? By surrendering to the Lord. And that surrendering goes with an attitude in our hearts and declarations. There is a prayer, if you want to say it with me. Dear God, I don't know how to pray. I don't know if you even hear me. I don't know if you care about me. I don't know if you love me. Why can't I receive your love? Why can't I open my heart to you, God? Why can't I listen to your voice? Everyone says that you speak. They say that your Bible talks to us. Why can't I receive your word? Am I an outcast of your kingdom? Am I undesirable to you? I am rejected also by you? I cannot take that anymore. I cannot hear more explanations why I'm not good enough to be loved by you. I know one thing, I need you. I really need you, God. I cannot deny it, I have to admit it. My life without you, God, is so empty. I need you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will forgive me, that you will receive me as your child, my God. Please take my life, please take my heart, and make something special out of me, because I need you so much. Amen. I love you, Lord. Friend, with all of your heart, go to the feet of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and receive that forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, say with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. I'm very happy to see you all here. I know that each one of you need the Lord. All of us, we need Him, and you have that blessing. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Ciao. From darkness to light Anytime temptation comes And someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve And not be served I know, I know, I know, I know We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.